This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You are being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey, where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being, and hopefully you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. recording this on a Monday and we're wondering if there's anybody out there who experienced something yesterday called Sunday syndrome and uh, the reason why we want to talk about this is because it's something that's been coming up in our conversations with various people um, people close to us clients friends And Sunday syndrome is that feeling that you get the day before. So it doesn't have to be on a Sunday, actually. It can be on any day. But it's that feeling of dread, that feeling of possible doom and gloom about what's coming the next day. And... Yeah, we thought it'd be a really good one to talk about because it's something that we know. It seems to be on the increase. Or I don't know if that's just because people are are talking about it more, but it's definitely something that is affecting people's mental well-being and having an impact on them enjoying that Sunday or that day before. And so that's obviously impairing their downtime and I've definitely experienced Sunday syndrome at times in my life and uh, I know Claire you have most definitely yeah and uh, so I'm sure it's something that we can all relate to maybe if we haven't experienced it directly maybe you've got a partner or a friend or you know family member that sort of has that feeling of dread of doom kind of like you know, it's work tomorrow, or I've got this tomorrow. I suppose we, we just wanted to have a chat about it, just sort of thinking about, you know, where does it come from and, and what can we do about it? You know, is it, do we just have to, you know, kind of suffer with it? Or is it something that, you know, we can we can change? Because, you know, I, I, I believe it is something that we can work at, you know, and we can we can support ourselves. But I think it's there's a bit of work to do to kind of get our head around what it is and sort of drill into what what the issue is I think for people um but yeah maybe we'll we'll get to talk about that in a little while Sunday syndrome Claire does it what does it kind of conjure up for you when I when I say that to you um luckily it conjures up something from a long time ago Mm. I've not had not had Sunday syndrome for 
quite a few years now, but I used to have it all the time. And when you say Sunday syndrome, it'd start from waking up Sunday morning. Wow. That it would impact that much on me. When I was working for a place that I hated, um, I had people who not potentially bullying in that aspect, but certainly not very nice to me. And I struggled because then if I didn't do the work right or if I needed some support of some kind, I didn't know who to ask because nobody would help kind of thing. So I, it got to the point where I was making myself ill. So I'd wake up on a Sunday and have a lovely Saturday. I'd wake up on a Sunday and all I'd be thinking about is his work tomorrow. It would ruin my whole Sunday. I might as well not have had a Sunday because it literally just, it was like this big black cloud over me. And there were a number of times that I got myself that worked up. I was actually ill and then I was relieved so I was ill, so then I couldn't go in work because I was actually ill, because I was being physically sick or, you know, the other end <laughs> was on the toilet kind of thing. It was that, and I was making myself, and it's really funny, I was making myself ill as soon as I'd rung in to say I couldn't make it because I was so ill. Suddenly, and I mean, like a switch, I felt better. Wow. And suddenly I didn't, I wasn't sick anymore. I didn't have diarrhea anymore or anything like that. That's where it got to with me. And it was literally that. It was because I hated the working environment and the people weren't nice who I was working with. And I managed to stick it out and I moved departments and ended up going somewhere else. And it was completely different. I didn't have that. Um, again, why I worked for that particular company. Um, that's that's where it had got me. So I completely understand it. And it takes me back there. As soon as you say it, as soon as anybody says, I was so dreading work, that's where it took me. And it, that was quite a huge impact for me. I did have it much later on um, for another business that I worked for. And that was because the boss there had a very particular way of dealing with things. And I'd seen him being a bully with others. I was really lucky. I was his blue-eyed girl for a long number of years. And yeah, it still impacted on me. I still didn't want to be there because of how he was with other people. And I was just waiting for it to turn on to me. So there's this, for me, Sunday Syndrome, and this is just for me, the impact is that I'm constantly waiting for something to go wrong because I know it is going to. And it did. It always did. There was always something. And it did get to that point where I'd actually had a breakdown um, because of other things going on in my personal life as well. And I'd been holding it together at work and been doing a really good job. They could never fault me on my actual work. But as soon as I took time off, that was it with him. I stopped being his blue-eyed girl and he wanted me gone then because I wasn't, I don't know, living up to his expectations or whatever it was. And since I've moved from that, I don't have it anymore. So I wonder if that, with a lot of people, is it because 
they're expecting something bad to happen? Are they expecting or preempting that it's going to be a bad day? And I know with some of my clients, some people who have been talking about this lately, one person just said I was watching a film and it was like, everything was fine. And then the next minute it was just like, oh God, I've got work tomorrow. And that was it. It was just hit with this realisation and went downhill from there. And again, when that we unpicked this, it was because they're waiting for something bad to happen because it's happened previously. Yeah. So of course they're thinking it's going to happen again. Is that the same with you? Did, have you had that? Um, I mean, first of all, you know, thanks for sharing your, it's very powerful kind of examples that you shared there. Yeah, and, and and the example from the client, I think, yeah, this this feeling of like anticipation of something bad is going to happen or there's that potential, knowing just knowing that there's, there's the potential for it. Um, yeah, I do relate to it. I've not experienced it as, as extreme as that. Um, but I have experienced it, I think, more so kind of when I was a lot, lot younger and I was just felt like and I think I was doing jobs that I just didn't, they weren't, you know, kind of satisfying me. I wasn't getting anything from it. It wasn't, you know, I felt like I wasn't moving forward um, and felt like a bit of a failure. And I think it was sort of, yeah, so I had this kind of dread of not so much how other people were going to treat me or anything, but it was just that I'm stuck in a rut. You know, so it's like I can escape at the weekend or the whenever my time off. But then it's the anticipation of having to go back to it more like the dirge of. Yeah. So it's rather it's a different kind of feeling, really. But still that dread, still that that anticipation. Um, and it's interesting what you shared there about the client that has sort of said it's just all of a sudden flick of a switch and but then you can't you can't switch it back yeah isn't it funny because it is it's like that switch and yeah yeah it would be lovely to be able to press it the other way get rid of it all again and, and you mentioned there about kind of like unpicking it and I, I do think because this is something that my partner really struggles with and he won't mind me sharing it because he you know we always have a bit of a thing like on a Sunday where he'll say is it really work tomorrow you know, is that it? Mm. <laughs> kind of like, it doesn't seem like two minutes since I was, you know, and he doesn't work on a Friday. I mean, he works very, very long hours. He works a good 40 odd hour week in four days, but, you know, so he's usually very tired by then. But yeah, you know, he's he's actually had three days yeah, for a weekend. And, and yeah, it still doesn't still, feel enough. Yeah, still doesn't feel enough. So I think that that says a lot, doesn't it? About because I think sometimes we often feel like, oh, if I could just have another day. And you know, and I always say to him, well, you know, if you just have another day, then you'll you're just switching, you know, the kind of the feeling to another position on the on the timeline. Yeah, <laughs> kind of all you're doing, and you know, we've tried to sort of unpick some of the things of you know what is this about what does it kind of boil down to and I think in some instances that has helped you know where you sort of like pinpointing you know is it a person is it like you say the potential of something going wrong and, and that comes from a previous experience so it's a very real threat it is like you you're being threatened isn't it is it kind of like your mind your body has gone into 
fight flight you know kind of situation there hasn't it mm-hmm. um can't kind of rescue itself back from it um but yeah i do think there is something about kind of if you can pinpoint and we've done some work and i know i've worked with some clients around this where looking at kind of what you can and you can't influence and that has helped to a certain extent i mean i think there are some extreme cases like you've described where actually it's only the only thing that's actually going to change that feeling is removing yourself from that environment like you say where you're yeah. making you're actually being physically ill yeah that's a real um, but i think it's that again it's sort of like what you can and can't influence well you know <laughs> easier said in hindsight but i could have walked away from the job i just i didn't feel like i could i always felt like well i can't walk out of a job yeah i've got to have another job to walk into if i'm walking out of a job mm. and yet clearly i wasn't in the right frame of mind to be able to look for another job but it is definitely something i can influence and it is something that i would also just say to anybody it's about your choices and if your choices are a stay or leave there, there is no choice that's a dilemma mm. We've always said that two is a dilemma. It's not until you get to three or more that it starts becoming a true choice. And one of the choices is you do nothing and you constantly feel like this. But I do think there are definite things we can do to help alleviate some of this. And I do think some of it, it is like you were saying, it's this fight or flight. There's this anxiety. I think anxiety can have a big impact for us. (laughs) So you know people some people work in really high pressure high stress jobs and actually it doesn't matter where you work it can be high stress for you yeah and it cannot seem like that to somebody else you know from somebody else's perspective it's like oh well you're just booking appointments for people how stressful can that be but you're not living and breathing it. You're not there. You're not dealing with the people around you, the people on the phone. So we all deal with things differently. So there's that aspect to it of being kind to people. If you're not particularly going through it, being kind to those who are, Mm. not necessarily thinking, well, what have you got to be worried about or stressed? Because that really isn't helpful. But yes, I think there are definite coping mechanisms. There are definite things that we can use that will help, if not completely press that switch the other way, can definitely help to dim the lights and and make it that little bit easier to deal with, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I like that kind of analogy there. I think that's, and and it kind of, it puts you in control, doesn't it? It puts you in the driving seat. I mean, I, I think for me, like most things it's that idea of you know if you're resisting something if you're holding it at bay and it's pushing back at you it's going to come in at some point so like the example with the oh I'm in the middle of watching a film and all of a sudden ping hello I'm here you haven't you haven't worried about me for a little while it's work tomorrow you know and let's let's think about that now but that's gonna it's gonna penetrate through because you know, if you're just holding something at bay, you can only do that for so long. Mm. And I think it's something me and my partner have definitely talked about where, you know, we have to address it. Yeah, We have to address the fact that it is work tomorrow. And, you know, okay, so how are we feeling about this? Um, you know, what? how is it impacting right now? 
you know, and actually having, we've sort of addressed it by, or started to, by just having a conversation about it. And, and yes. actually what we found is that doing that earlier on in the day gets it off his chest and enables him to kind of frame it. Yeah. So he's not kind of suppressing it and carrying it around with him all day. There's this sort of thing that's getting bigger and bigger. It's a bit like the eating the frog kind of concept. You know, you've got to kind of, you know, address your thing and... And, and sort of eat your eat the issue if you like um so and I think it's sort of acknowledgement is really key um you know and then having a plan for when those feelings come up so having a you know so have you got someone to share that with you know is there somebody that you can call is there someone can you say Oh, you know, rather than thinking, oh, I can't bother everybody because, like, you know, I don't want to spoil anybody else's Sunday by mentioning, you know, we're out on this nice walk and I'm feeling anxious. Mm. But actually, that's really important for you to be able to, you know, kind of do. And I think people would want, do you not think, Claire, people would want to, they want to be able to help, you know, potentially yeah. if you're with loved ones. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I like what you say, because I think a lot of the time we go, oh, well, I don't want to talk about it because I'm not talking about it. Then I'm not thinking about it. Mm. That just doesn't work like that. No. You know, <laughs> your unconscious is going to give it to you when it when it feels it needs to. So I, I think that's a really good idea. And yes, it is about supporting people through it. There's other things. So for myself, I catastrophize. So it's about going, OK, so that's the worst case scenario. What's the best case scenario? So probably in that respect, it would be like, well, I didn't have to come into work. <laughs> that would be like, but actually going into work, what's the best case scenario? And it could be that everybody's in a really good mood and, and the work's easy and I'll get through it and that'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then it's sort of like, well, what's the most likely scenario? And maybe the most likely scenario is that everything will be okay with the work. Might be a few people grumpy or grumbling but then just don't get involved, you know, keep away from them. So it's about thinking worst, best, most likely scenario. And for people who are on the phone, so if you're worried about you're going to have a difficult call or something, um, there was this um, a person who I was talking to and I thought she'd done a brilliant, brilliant idea of what she'd done. And she'd started recording just uh, did the call go okay? Was it an okay call? Was it something she needed to worry about a little bit? Was it something she really worried about a lot? And actually she made, every time it was just a bit of a tick sheet that she did. And what she was able to then do is see that actually the majority was absolutely fine. There was maybe a couple more, hmm, a bit niggly, but there was hardly any really bad. So that enabled her to take a completely different perspective on something because she literally had evidence in front of her that st stated most of the calls that she was on have been absolutely fine and, and nothing to think about from that. And that really helped her. And I thought that's a brilliant idea because when you're faced with evidence, actually your mind's going to go along with that. <laughs> Oh, but we're catastrophizing, we're catastrophizing. Look, here's the evidence. Oh, oh, well, I can't really argue with that, can I? Mm. Okay, well, I, you know, I'll calm down a bit then. And that could be the kind of things that go on for your mind. 
And it's always to just dim down that, switch a little bit. I really like that. I love that kind of, yeah, actually gathering evidence. Because yeah. I think that's that's a really that's a really useful, practical kind of thing that you can do. And, and I, yeah, the the you know, the worst case, the best case, and the most likely scenario. It's sort of like it calms that kind of fight flight sort of mind, doesn't it? And kind of Oh, okay. Yeah, so it sort of puts it back in its box a little bit. Um, yeah, the rational, the rational, rational mind. mind. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that. A lot of it is the. It's. It's not so much fear of unknown because you know there's familiarity about work, but it's it's that whole thing. Is sometimes the thought of something is worse than the actuality of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I wonder if there's, it's not to say that people aren't having a difficult time at work or that there aren't issues or personalities or, you know, it, but it could be that it's being compounded by the thought of it, you know, and yeah. that actually you're doing something there to, you know, what we were saying before about what you can and can't influence. So it might be that there are, is it about working on things that you can let go of? Yeah. Know? Is, is that some work that you need to do, you know, around kind of identifying what those things are and, and, and maybe caring a little bit less, mm-hmm. you know, because that's a big source of stress and burnout for people, isn't it? And anxiety, you know, caring too much yes, about what's happening at work, you know. So maybe that's what's on your mind the day before, you know, when you're playing out lots and lots of different scenarios. I think, yeah, so I think kind of making a note of specifics gathering evidence getting some data together keeping a little journal um you know and and having things handy like your positive feedback that you've received or you know things that have a list of things that you actually enjoy because hmm. even when things are, are difficult you know it, it could be you know one of the things I, I keep talking about my partner boys you know it's very much on my mind you know when we sort of often break it down and actually talk about the job the work he really enjoys you know, and it's the environment. And actually, there are lots of things about the environment that, you know, can spike and be really difficult. But there are also lots of days where it's just fine. Mm. And I think what we do is you focus in on the worst, don't you? Yeah. On that worst, because you go there. And like you say, in the example you gave, the data shows, well, actually, proportionally, there's more positive yeah. experiences than not. So, yeah, a lot of this is about sort of retraining our mind, isn't it? And, and and like you say, you can't, and suppressing it and not thinking about it isn't helping. It doesn't serve us, does it, in that respect? So addressing it, you're kind of almost taking charge of it hmm. and sort of kind of show it who's boss, you know, kind of thing. It's sort of, all right, Sunday syndrome, bring it on. You know, let's let's sit down and have a chat about this. You know what? Tell me, tell me what's on your mind. Tell me what you're worried about, and um, you know, I'll, I'll let's see what we can do about that. <laughs>